You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast with Katherine Banco. I'm on a mission to celebrate breakthrough, empowerment, and shameless living in the lives of women everywhere. Join me and let's live unashamed together. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 48 of season three. I am joined by your favorite guest and honorary co-host, Macy Cole. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. What is this, like your 10th time? Yay! I get way too excited for this. Well, I love having you on because it's always so easy. Like I was just telling Macy when she came in, like I have nothing prepared (laughs) on purpose because I would just rather it be like Mm -hmm. flow, free flow conversation. Um, So I just thought it would be fun. So Macy, Troy... Michael and I get together at the end of every year. We've done it for like four years now, four or five years. However long me and Michael have been together. So four or five years. Um, And we go to dinner at Brasserie usually or Ceviche. And we just kind of discuss Mm -hmm. our growth points, our pain points (laughs) of the last year. And then like, I guess bounce ideas off of each other for the following year and set goals and intentions. So I thought maybe we could do that today, just the two of us. Yes. I love um, that. And kind of just reflect on 2021, mm-hmm. which was simultaneously like the fastest and slowest year of my life. Do you feel like it flew by? I don't understand what this year was. <laughs> I am still processing my life in from 2019. Yeah. And then I feel like 2020 happened and we were put in some weird time warp mm-hmm. and then spit out into 2021. And it's almost like this year felt to me like 2020's cousin. <laughs> like, I don't know how to explain Like, cooler cousin? Yeah. But still cooler. kind of like a lame family yeah. reunion. Yeah. Like, cooler cousin for sure. Like, the, like a glow up for 2020, but still <laughs> like. Like it had its thing of like, okay, this is this is a new world. Like I almost feel like I'm adjusting to a new literal world. Yeah, I think it's what we thought would be like an interim world is just becoming the new world. The new world, yeah. And a part of me doesn't know how to feel about it or what to think about it. On a spiritual level, I feel like there's been a massive shift. Mm. And it feels to me like we are reaching some type of bizarre crossroads I can like feel it deep in my spirit Mm -hmm. and it almost feels like the matching of where we could go as a humanity but also exposing where we're lacking yeah like it on a tangible level it makes me feel like 2020 was like the deepest facial you've ever had in your entire life (laughs) like microdermabrasia (laughs) yeah and like it all came out to the surface and we were like oh my gosh and 2021 was still like dealing with what was coming to the surface of our skin like popping some pimples 100 percent. yep and then like i'm hoping like by next year or the next year it'll be that that moment where your skin's really clear and you're glad you did it mm. but we're still a little bit in that freak out phase of like is this gonna last forever that's the best analogy I've heard about <laughs> 2020 and 2021 yeah. and the way that you came so confident and so quickly with it was brilliant <laughs> Well, that is, uh, that's the visual I keep giving myself. I'm like, all right, just get through it. The, the, the full skin, the clean, clean skin is on its way. Yeah. So deep question then following that is where do you think humanity is going? (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure we're 30 seconds into this podcast and we are dropping those bombs and it is my favorite. I love it. I'm so here for this. Um, I mean... You, yeah. you brought it up, so no, you right. might as well discuss yeah. without getting canceled. Right, like, what right, we like where we're headed. I, I think um, there is a lot at play. It's the first time in the existence of the world that I am aware of where we have so much access to what is happening all around us yeah. all the time. It's also one of these rare moments where there is a massive amount of wealth that is controlled by a small group of people, and those small group of people own things that we as an entire culture have become extremely dependent on. Yeah. Like if you look at um, Amazon or Apple or Facebook, and I don't even know what this metaverse stuff is. Yeah, I know. I, I think that's the don't new know about it. Facebook. Yeah. Uh, but we're at a time where a few people can make some really big decisions that impact everyone's life. Yeah. And I think we're seeing that. Like we're seeing the, the dynamics of like power and wealth and 
what can happen in that way. Mm -hmm. But I also think from, again, a spiritual standpoint, we're seeing this collective awakening. Like, I don't know about you, but I have never felt as much holiday cheer as I have felt this year. And everyone seems to be saying it. And just in the past couple days, I've had conversations that have near brought me to like deep tears of just feeling connected to people and what we've come through as a collective group. And so at the same time that we have this weird thing going on with like power and money and control and feeling like there's certain something going on that I can't really put my finger on it, but I feel like we're all kind of feeling it. There's also this collective awakening where we are looking at each other and valuing our humanity and that can't be controlled or Mm. taken away do you think that that's because everything was stripped from us like community wise even tradition wise just life 2020 yes yeah it's almost like when somebody loses their hearing or their vision gets worse a different sense gets stronger Mm. and last year I think we were all stripped of so much and I do think it was like a spiritual plan because a part of unraveling is getting to a new rock bottom and having to rebuild a stronger foundation and that's like literally muscle development yeah well if you think about any growth point in your life where you had to like transition it was always you it started from rock bottom like you had to hit rock bottom in order to like Yes. Like your story of moving to Wilmington, going on that run, like kind of having the vision of soul came from you being in such a painful space that you wanted to share with other women, like live shamelessly. Mm -hmm. And you could only teach somebody else how to live shamelessly when you were experiencing the depth of shame. Yeah. And it took me a while to understand shame. And then I started like hooting and hollering it like every single day to Troy I was like, shameless living, like, I get it, like, thank goodness for Catherine bringing this to my life. And then he, like, one day he was like, I think you need to, like, tone it down with shameless living. You're too unashamed. Yeah, he's like, maybe, yeah. Maybe get some shame. <laughs> yes. You're too unashamed. And that was, like, after two months of eating pancakes for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Honestly, I, I will use shameless living as a crutch for any behavior. Whether it is healthy or unhealthy, I'll be yeah. like, shameless living. Shameless living. Yeah, yeah. I am this who I am. what I need to do right now. So what were your rock bottom, what was a rock bottom moment for you of 2021? And then what did it lead to you, lead mm-hmm. to for you, mm-hmm. growth-wise? Well, I hit my lowest rock bottom in 2020, which is actually like on par, but it didn't ha- it wasn't because of what was happening, it was like, um, because of what was happening, it forced me to face the fact of how much I didn't love myself. Yeah. You talked about that on our last episode together. And so 2021, I didn't hit a rock bottom because I had literally gone to the darkest place I could have ever gone. 2021 was about what I was rebuilding from that space. And it's so crazy, but uh, like three or four months ago, I had learned recently how to squeegee. It's like my favorite thing to do literally like the cleaning yeah okay literally you like like squeegeeing glass yeah yeah, we have so many glass windows glass doors mirrors all of that at the studio and you love it oh I love it and it's like pretty much like the amount of time I spend squeegeeing that place this is like the last thing I thought you would say (laughs) for how you've grown in 2021 (laughs) so I've really um invested in squeegeeing um so I'm like Having a ball, squeegeeing the bar mirrors one day, and I was sitting down, and all of a sudden, God just, like, came over me, and I was, like, washed with this loud sense of, I am enough. Mm. And it was so emotional, and I found myself tearing up, and and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm enough. Whether I squeegee these mirrors or not, whether this life becomes everything that I hope it is or not, whether I make a mistake or make a bad decision or whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't have to prove myself. Mm. Like I am literally as I am enough. Yeah. And it was like, I just heard that voice and I felt it. I felt embodied as enough. And all of a sudden I was like, I love myself. Wow. I have chills. Yeah. For like the first time ever, I was like, I love myself. And, and I didn't realize how much I hated myself until last year. And I, it was such a weird conclusion to get to. Um, but I had gotten really good at achieving and mm-hmm. I think that that was like what I was, where my self worth was from. And in this, this year 
last year was about me learning how much I didn't love myself. And this year is learning like, oh my gosh, no, I really, I really do love me. And yeah. not for what I can accomplish or do or be, but for the simple fact that I am a child of God here to promote his kingdom in whatever way he asks me to. It's not about me. Yeah. It's about him and what he wants to do through me. And I was like, ooh, okay. Pressure's off. I feel like relieved and convicted at the same time from that mm-hmm. statement because I can totally relate with you on the basing my worth off achievements. Yeah. And this year I was stripped of so much that I didn't feel lovable, even yeah. though I was in my like biggest roles yet. Yep. As, as, I mean, as far as my life is concerned as so far, but I felt like, what is it about me that I actually like, or what am I like, I guess, what am I putting my worth in, in a different way? It was 2021 was the biggest identity shift I've ever, I've ever experienced because, well, there's different, there's like way different types of transitions in your life. Like when you transition from, High school to college, it's an identity shift. College to real world, identity shift. Single life to marriage, identity shift. And I experienced all of those, of course. Um, But this year, it was like everything that I had um, built my identity on, like I had individually built my identity on being um, the owner of soul, being this podcast host, being um, a wife, being this. Like I had... These were all things that God gave to me, but I took them and I built like my own individual identity and worth on that. And then becoming a mom, (laughs) it just like, it was something that I always had in my, like, I've always wanted to be a mom, but I think I struggled with my identity because I like, I hate to say it like this, but I didn't love it. Yep. in the beginning. Yeah. And then guilt comes in and then you start to figure out, or you start to question like wh- like when everything's stripped away from you like who are you? Yes. Like and by that I mean like when you're in postpartum life or when you have a baby like your time, your routine, your anything is stripped away and everything is dependent upon what this little human needs. Yep. And Sometimes it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, are you joking me? Like, I can't do anything I want to do mm-hmm. for a long time. And that doesn't mean I don't enjoy, like, holding my baby and, like, loving yeah. on him. But it was like, okay, I have to do this instead of going for a run. It's like you're – or, like, whatever do, it is. working on my business yeah. or yeah. working on my marriage. Well, like, and going for a run is a good example because it's something that simple. Yeah. Like, totally. And I think it's so important, Catherine, that you are saying this because I can't tell you how many new moms in like the darkness of their shame have come and said these things to me and they feel terrible. Yeah. It's like, no. There's so much guilt around it. There is. And the closest thing I have to a baby is our business. And I poured my whole heart into it. And I remember opening the doors and it didn't feel the way I expected it to feel. That's it. And I almost felt numb. And then there were times when things were going really well and I still felt that same like haunted, numb feeling. Mm-hmm. And actually a couple of days ago, um, I follow this girl, Blue of Earth, I think is her Instagram handle. And like she has like a Deja Blue podcast and um, she's into some like really different stuff, but she is linked up with some really powerful people that speak in such amazing ways. And she was talking to this one um, influencer who I don't even know what his name is or who he is, but he's like really big in the influence world. And he had hit whatever that number was, like multiple millions of followers or viewers or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he hit his goal and he felt nothing. Yeah. And it sent him into this really deep spiral. And uh, that's what I had realized. Like I had hit the pinnacle of my feeling of nothingness last year. And it was because, and it was completely designed by the Lord the things that I had put my identity in, like being a mother for you in this mm-hmm. situation, was owning this dream studio. Yeah. And it was about my effort and who I was going to be in making this happen and like really putting that studio on my back and my shoulders and 
if I could accomplish this, then I could love myself. And I think with mothers, you want to be a mother so bad, and then it comes, and it's so hard. Yeah. And it's the most selfless thing you'll ever do, and you're exhausted, and they're just taking, 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 and crying, and can't be appreciative, and all this kind of stuff. And you have to be met with the fact that this thing that I wanted the most is giving me my most anguish. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and how do I wrestle with the thing that I thought would bring me joy right now is bringing my deepest pain. Yeah. And I love it so much, but it hurts me so bad. And that's where it made me realize like when I, um, when I sin or when I miss the mark or when I don't love myself, like that anguish that we are receiving from this newborn child is what God feels towards us. Right. And Mm. so all he wants is for, for us to be soothed and happy and relieved. And that's what you want as a mother. And then this baby isn't, it's doing the opposite and it creates this like tension. Yeah. Because you're like, can't you just be happy? I'm giving you everything. Yeah. And, wow, <laughs> that really puts it into perspective yeah. how God views us. Because I am obsessed with William. Of course. I would die for that kid. Yep. And yet, he frustrates me more than anything on this planet sometimes. Yep. And it's such a weird feeling, I'm sure. Like It's so weird. And what I've, I think what I've learned most about, um, or from 2021, is like the duality of conflicting feelings can coexist at the same time like 2021 was the best year and the hardest year of my life yep and those two things can still be true even though like I don't know I hear exactly do you know what, what I'm saying? saying no you're nailing it it's- like it was the best because so many answered prayers I was like really I mean obviously we have our child I was challenged in ways that grew me immensely and yet my business is the worst it's ever been. I mean, not ever, but yeah. like my business declined. My identity was stripped from me. My postpartum depression like affected my mood. Like, yeah, it was like, I can have both. Well, you, know? you basically were exposed to the shadow side of yourself. Yeah. And that's what, not to continue to go back to 2020, but it's kind of like a narrative and a story. Like, this will be a year you'll never forget. Mm-hmm. And not just because it was the year that your son was born. It was the year that you had to see the parts of yourself that you had kept hidden well. Yeah, hidden well. Do you know? And then you you hide them so well that you don't even realize that there's still parts Correct. of you. And you think you've overcome it and you use things like soul or the excitement of anticipating having a child or whatever it is. And then the thing happens and then it all comes out and you're like, ooh, no, I got so good at pushing you down. Yeah. And that's the shadow work we talk about in yoga that is so important is we will build a life around us that it feels almost, um, it's almost like trying to set a table on top of the ocean and you can like build as many bricks as you want underneath that table, but eventually the erosion will happen and whatever you put on that table is going to shake down. You're going to have to begin again. Like we can get really good as achievers and perfectionists as building this life that we think is stable, mm-hmm. but the foundation we're just building on top of and eventually it comes crashing down and opening a business or having a child is going to do that. For yeah. some people it's getting married, for some people it's losing their parents, for other people it's going from high school to college or college to the real world or whatever it is. Yeah. And that happens and um, I started doing this 100 Days of Believing Bigger with Marshawn Evans Daniels and it's the best Bible study on the planet I it. and it just takes you through this crazy journey of realizing ultimately in order for you to believe bigger in order for you to step into your God-given power you have to experience at least one massive disruption yeah in your life for and sure that was this year for you and your sweet child that you love more than ever uprooted parts of you that were hard to feel hard to see hard to experience but when that comes to the surface, we have two choices. We can either hate it and suppress it, or we can choose to love ourselves yeah. anyways. Yeah. And we anyways, to, anyways is good. And that's that's the root of unconditional love. And I've realized the only way I can love somebody else unconditionally is when I loved myself unconditionally. And I had seen parts of myself that were so hard to love. I was so ashamed mm-hmm. of. And then the enemy gets in and starts to tell you these lies Um, and you start to believe them, but ultimately when you can look at yourself honestly and say, yes, that's a part of me and it's beautiful. Yeah. Then who cares? 
Right. And it's genuinely beautiful. You sharing your authentic feeling towards William is going to give somebody listening to this podcast right now the affirmation that they need of like, this is normal. It's normalizing a regular human emotion that we feel we can't feel. Mm. Yeah, that we feel ashamed to to feel. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And then shame creates this whole different spiral. And Beth Moore talked about, we know that God's at play when the exact thing that caused you to feel your deepest anguish becomes your greatest joy. Mm. Yeah, someone said this recently. um, Like whatever, oh, it was Austin. He was on an episode last week. And he said like, whatever your greatest like, pain point or struggle is, is usually what God wants to use you for. It's kind of similar yes, to what no, you just said. No, like that's so, so huge. So for, um, for you, if your pain point in the beginning, especially was like being a business owner, like that's exactly what God wants to use you for. Yep. Um, for me, if my pain point is body image and he wants me to talk about body image, literally, um, or even now with motherhood, like if it's, um, postpartum depression, then he wants me to talk about it instead of holding it in. Because the things that we can do, if we don't let the devil win in our thoughts, like he can use for anything. Well, and I didn't understand why that was true. And you're exactly right. Like I didn't understand why that was true until I realized that the areas that I felt the weakest in were the areas where God was not asking me. Yeah. Yeah, He could be strong. He could be the strength. That was it. Mm-hmm. He was saying, sit down, honey. Like, let me take the lead. You mm-hmm. keep trying to make this work. It's like if William is, like, trying to scoot something around the room and he can't even stand up yet and he's just, like, freaking out that he can't work, do it. And you're like, no, let me just do I this I can just pick it up. Yeah. yeah. I got you. No need to be frustrated. Like, why didn't you just ask for my help? Mm. That's what God does. He puts us in positions where we can no longer be in charge because he has to be. And it's like, okay. Woof. Woof. Go ahead, pretty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I usually do a one word, and next year I think I've decided for 2022 my one word is going to be true. Mm-hmm. Because this year was about me trying to figure out, like, really who I am without me knowing it. That's what this year became. Yeah. And realizing I love that I love this person that I am in all of my faults and my achievements but I didn't care about that because what I realized what I love about myself is that God made me yeah and like really thinking about that like the creator of the entire universe chose to make me exactly as I am in the way that I am Mm -hmm. and and made me need to depend on his presence all the time and so I am a child of God like of all of the things he could have created he somehow chose that I was one of them. Yeah. And that made me love myself because it wasn't about me anymore. It was literally just about him and him filling me up with his love. Right. Um, and so this year also was a lot of me realizing how often I was telling myself stories that were not true Mm. and stories about just, I would be so cruel to myself and we, we do that and I don't know why we do that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I do it all the time. Yeah, and it, that that's the part of shame, I think, that is so scary. Yeah. Um, but heading into 2022, I think my new mantra for that year is asking myself, what is true? Because the enemy is the chief of lies, and the Lord sticks to the truth. Yeah. And what is true is that no matter what, I am loved, and no matter what, I am created by a perfect God. And so that is enough for me to embark on this crazy journey that is life. <laughs> what was your word for 2021? Or do you remember? Um, yeah, it was receive. I remember that. Yeah. I remember talking about that with mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Do you feel like it came to fruition? Um, so I think a part of receiving. I mean, you received love. Oh my gosh. No, I received so much this year. And I received the ability to love myself. Yeah, received, that's what I mean. Yeah, the ability to depend on the Lord. Um, and I received the understanding of what it is to know how to ask for help, which is a skill that you have to learn. Mm-hmm. Like, some people are really good at asking for help. Right. Um, They understand how to. And asking for help and being able to ask it in a way where you can receive the help that you need are two different things. And I think when you're good at asking for help is when you're good at understanding what you need. And I think that's what's so hard about motherhood is sometimes you're just, like, having a cry for help, but you don't even know what to ask for. Yeah. Yeah. And then it feels more isolating when you're sitting there asking for help and it can't come. 
and you're like, well, I'm just helpless. I am in, I am unable to be helped. Yeah, yeah. And that is the scariest feeling. That is that very is the scary. Most lonely feeling. Really is. It really, really it's is. It's just yeah. Um. So on that note, what do you think 2022 is is meaning for you, or what are you heading towards? Um. Hmm. I think that what I it's almost like I I want 2022 to be what I wish I had learned in 2021. Yeah. (laughs) So that's something that, um, I'm kind of learning right now is that I sometimes have this like doomsday mentality around situations. And sometimes that's really freeing for people to hear like, okay, like I can speak sometimes into the reality of what hardship looks like but then at other times I don't see like I don't take time to be grateful and like show gratitude for what I do have and something that Michael has been it's like sounds so cheesy but I have been feeling really like inadequate as a business owner and um, even as like a friend these days because my role has like completely shifted in the last few months to William and with that when you're it's just me, you know, when it's just you and, and you're yeah. the, your business was your baby that loses your attention. And yeah. then this other thing gets your attention. So that falls short. So anyways, I've been feeling like less than because of that, yeah. because I can't be great at everything. Uh, yeah. And something that Michael says every single night, which is so precious, he just like kisses me goodnight and he says, love you. You're doing a great job. Ugh. And I really want, I think what I want to, for 2022 is to believe that. Yeah. Like no matter what like my bank account says or what my membership says or what um anything what like anything says I'm doing a great job just because I'm like doing the job. Yes. Like I'm doing whatever is before me. You're doing me. your absolute best which is still above and beyond with and what you have. Yes. Without the pressure of like needing to be the best. Right. Um, you get to a certain age where that's not possible anymore. It's just not possible. There is, and there's just like so much content and like we talked about this, I think we've talked about this before as a friend group, but like there's so much content and like comparison out there that you will never feel like you're going to be the best at something if that's your goal. Right. Like it it should be what you're saying. Like just receive the fact that you're already enough Mm -hmm. and you're doing great at what been given to you Mm -hmm. and what's been put before you in this moment Mm -hmm. like something I do is like future cast and like worry about things that I can't control in this moment so like right now I can control this being a good conversation for the podcast yes but I can't control how class is going to go tonight when you know a new person comes yeah like I can't control that but what I do instead of being present in the podcast that I'm in mm-hmm. I'm already future casting and like feeling fear over the class yes when I really want to be like content and being great at where I am right now mm-hmm. like you're doing a great job right now mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter necessarily About what will happen yeah because you don't know what will happen no and and does that make any sense? It does, Catherine, and it's like truly such an important thing to talk about because we're in our early 30s now, which is a completely different decade. <laughs> I'm almost mid-30s and I'm stressed. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> right. And it's like, you know, when I was in my 20s, I would look at people older than me and think, um, man, like this is how this could be tweaked to be a little more effective or a little more efficient or a little more this or a little more that. And then you get into the ring of just life, like whether it is owning a business, having children, being um, a significant other, like all of the things that it is to be an adult, which Mm -hmm. is a huge undertaking. And you realize like you only have so much in this one plate that you can hold and things are going to slip off that plate. And that doesn't mean that you're failing or that you are a failure. It means that the focus of where your excellence is required is just higher in that moment. It's just shifted. That's it. Yeah. And I think we will miss the boat all together if we put so many things on the plate and we're giving 10% to everything instead of like really sitting down and having those long-term goals of like, okay, 2021 was this for me. Mm-hmm. 2022, this is my realistic goal. 2023, it's this and this and this. And then what Troy and I like to do is look 10 years down the road. This is where we're going to be. Mm-hmm. 
So if this is where we want to be in 10 years, then this is where I need to be in five years. And if this is where I need to be in five years, then this is where I need to be in one year. And that is so digestible. Yeah. And so much we take the 10 years of where we want to be and stuff it into one day. Yeah. And then we're like, bah! We're rushing. We're freaking out. Yes. We're exactly. feeling left behind. Left behind. But really what it is, we are trying to create an impossible goal in one single day that should take 10 years to create. So right now you've just had a child, then your son is your priority. Yeah. And that's going to be your priority really strongly, at least till he's about two years old and can walk and, and do the things that, you know, two-year-olds can do more independently. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. And so what does that mean realistically for a soul? It's X, Y, or Z. But making putting that down on paper and being realistic with that makes you feel that you're never behind. You get out of the rat race of comparing yourself to somebody else because those other people have created other priorities and really getting realistic about what is the greatest impact that me as an individual human of a child of God need to make right now today. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it maybe looks like redefining what great is. Yes. Because why do I feel like just using soul as an example, why do I feel like I need to have this many members and this much um, I guess, numerical impact in order mm-hmm. to be great. If I had two members and it was just me having genuine, shameless conversation and, you know, making impact with just two people, then why isn't that good enough? Right. And same with motherhood. Like, why why do I feel like I need to have my ish together and look like this mom on Instagram in order to be a great mom? Right. Why can't I just be, why can't I just accept that like who I am in this role is great? Yeah. Because I I was put in this role. Yes. And, and from the outside, the way that you're being viewed is great. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like being able to look and see from the other lens, like you might be that Instagram mom that other people are trying to be like. Yeah, and I think that's why it means so much when Michael says that because mm-hmm. it's him saying something over me that sometimes you don't see over yourself. Correct. So, like, I don't see in the day-to-day that I'm doing a great job, but then if he were to say, like, if I think about all the things that I do mm-hmm. for William or for our family, like, it is a really great job, but yeah. I don't take a, the time to step out of myself and look back and say, like, and see what I'm actually doing. Yep. Instead, I just feel the failure. I feel the pressure. I feel the not ever enoughness. Yep. Well, it feels like for whatever reason, if we're saying that there is some type of weird time warp in 2020 and we are all spit out into 2021, if there is one common thread I've seen throughout this year is the exposure of each one of our true authentic identities. Yeah. And we've each had to face our shadows and the parts of ourselves on an individual level that really terrify us because there are parts of ourselves that aren't enough. I'm not where I want to be right now for who I'm going to be in 10 years, but Mm -hmm. I'm not supposed to. Mm -hmm. So I take that pressure off and I say, I love where I'm at right now. And there are days where I feel like we're crushing it. And then there are days that I want to like sell everything and move to an island and, and not know anybody because you just, that's the gamut of humanity. Yeah. Um, and especially being a female who, who has so many emotions, I have to realize like that's a part of it. Right. We're supposed to feel uncomfortable sometimes because that discomfort forces solution. Yeah. Um, and, and really looking at, okay, well, why are our identities being challenged right now Mm. and why are they being exposed? And ultimately to make the biggest impact is to know ourselves on the deepest levels. And a lot of times that is sitting with the parts that are the most uncomfortable and choosing what we're going to do with it. And if we start to make excuses or play the blame game or less than, below than game of social hierarchy of like, if I can look like I have it together, then I'm better than these people. Or they look like they have it together, so they're better than me. Mm. And just get out of that game. Yeah. Say, I'm my own person. I am undefinable. And I know where I'm headed. And for those reasons, I don't need to get on this rat race of um measuring up yeah because that's not a real thing right i'm challenged right now (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm very challenged yes girl you can be undefinable and it's yeah and it's also 
kind of maybe asking yourself, like, would I be okay if this was stripped away from me? Yes. Or would I still be able to do kingdom work if this was taken away from me? If I had never had a baby, would I still be able to do kingdom work? Yes. If I had never had soul, would I still be able to do kingdom work? Yes. Yes. Because of who the king is. That's right. Yeah. And you don't get to define where he puts you. Yeah. Moses had a a speech impediment and the last thing he wanted was to lead a group of people and that's exactly who God picked. Yeah. And you often think your calling can change too. Oh, Like you often think like, well, if God called me to be a fitness coach, then this is like my lane and I need to stick to it. But like he can change your calling at any point. 100%. So like it could be fitness coach for X amount of years and then it could be friend yeah. or wife Mother. or mom yeah. or, mm-hmm. or podcaster podcaster whatever. or speaker or whatever yeah. you want to do yep crafter yeah make yeah. some crafts yeah you make some crafts. that's right yeah uh, really i know when i'm missing the plot when i cling to um the identity that i want to be presented as in this world rather than realize that god is just using me as an open vessel and i told the girl, um, we just hired this amazing new girl at Emotion. We adore her. And I was telling her today, I'm like, look, our vision and mission is to live in a world where every single person gives and receives love unconditionally. That is why the doors are open. Mm -hmm. And from the get-go, I have said, I don't care if we are offering yoga, Pilates bar, or underwater basket weaving. (laughs) (laughs) Our vision and mission is to heal, connect, and inspire the world through unconditional love, then whatever mask is put in front of that vision and mission, I'm here for as long as it's doing the work. So whether God is calling you to be an incredible mother or have this soul thing that is blows up to this huge um, number or is just about us sitting here having this conversation to a mic or going on a walk and nobody knowing. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what it is because that moment was pre-designed by the Lord to make an impact. To make an impact. And it was also written in your story. Like yes. that moment is a part of the, this chapter. Yep. So if you look at it like that, then it's not ever wasted time. No. Oh, gosh, no. And we focus on the byproduct rather than the process. And the best example is like, exercising to look a certain way rather than exercising to feel a certain way. Right. If we exercise to feel a certain way, we are going to be motivated to show up and the byproduct is looking a certain way. Right. But that's not the motivation. That's not the, yeah, that's not the purpose. No, exactly. And so you know that you, your, your foundation and your purpose are um, unstable when they're uncontrollable. You can control feeling a certain way working out. Mm-hmm. And the byproduct of looking a certain way will be whatever it is. You can control having process goals to build a really strong business. And the byproduct is you will hit numbers that are a reflection of that. Right? Yeah. To be a good mother, you'll have to get clear on what does that mean to you. Right. So right now it sounds like heading into 2022 for you is sitting down and really figuring out what do I value and why? And then based on that why, how do I create a structured life that is genuinely going to bring me joy no matter what the perception of the outside world is? Like, who is Catherine? What does Catherine want to create, be, and do based on what makes you happy? And ultimately, through that happiness, you are spreading love and joy to everybody around you. Yeah. And there's a lot of trust involved in that, too. Like, Mm -hmm. trusting that something that I, I have to remind myself and need to remind myself more of is, like, when has God not provided what I needed? That's right. You know, like, why do I, tr- why don't I trust him now when he's always given me just what I needed? Yep. That doesn't mean that there haven't been trials or it hasn't been of tough course. times. But, yeah. like, he's given me what I needed in those trials mm-hmm. to survive and then thrive. Survive and then thrive. Literally thrive. And that's the whole point. And when you read, I love the Old Testament for this reason because it's literally time and time again where God calls somebody to go do something that is absolutely ridiculous by any standard. And they are like, please don't make me do this. And God's like, go do it. And then they do it. And it's really awkward and intense. And Mm -hmm. then they come back and they are blessed. Yeah. Like, But not only they are blessed, but like everyone's blessed because of it. Every single person. Yeah. And their faith deepens. And it sounds like you are in a season of learning how to believe bigger. Yeah. Which means you got to do that. 
Bible study is the best Bible study ever. <laughs> which means here yeah, you go. Yeah, which means I really do want I really do want to do that. That sounds it's amazing. amazing. And her her story is amazing and it's very relatable and really anybody that finds great success ever are just the ones that stayed in the game longer than anyone else. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of people that are more talented than the people finding success right now, but they chose to continue to endure when the easier thing would have been to give up. And it is that simple. Like Tom Brady. Tom Brady is a great example. He's he's my personal favorite story yeah. because he is so diligent to his task. But like, He's to, not the greatest of all time. No, I mean, he, he is, is now. because he yes, works for it. He never gave up. Never gives up. And he's humble enough to not have to be the best and was open to not being the best. Like mm-hmm. he was just, they just called him Tommy. He was just this random guy that happened to make his way all the way here because of constantly he wasn't in it for the fame or the glory or even to be the best. He was dedicated to being his best and creating process goals around that. And if you want to be a good mother, have the intention to love your child and love them for their entire life and you will be the best mother. Yeah. It's that simple. Right. And that hard. Yeah. Yeah. And that hard. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Just really difficult. But no, you're right. It is. Someone told me, and I've said this on the podcast before, like, and it's just about prioritizing what God has for you in this season. And in this season, they said, give your baby your best and your business the rest. Because your baby's your priority and your business is not now. Catherine, yes. Where in other seasons, and it will come back around, like, not that my children will not always be my priority, but my business will be more of a priority. Yes. And the roles will reverse a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or at least my tasks will change. Mm-hmm. My diligence will change mm-hmm. towards certain things. And that just goes for anything. Yeah. Like, what do you need to give your best to right now? And what can the rest go to? 100%. And you keep touching on so many important topics today that I think are important for more people to talk about. It's like, motherhood is hard. Mm-hmm. I remember asking my friends once when they just had a newborn. I was like, do you just love your child so much? And they are like, honestly, if I'm literally being honest, I feel like I'm just keeping this blob that I have no human connection to alive. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, you know what? I respect that. Well, and you know what's wild is... I, like, I obviously felt connected with William, like, because he was physically inside of me, but I was listening to, I don't know if it was a podcast or something, the other, like, recently, where it was talking about, like, did you just feel an immediate, it was talking to a father, did you just feel, like, an immediate connection with your daughter, like, everyone says, like, girl dads, you know, like, you just, like, love them, and they're, like, not really, like, it was a guy that I asked that said yeah, that. like, yeah. not really, like, I had to learn it, and yes. learn this new role, and anytime there's a huge shift in your, especially if you're routine-oriented, like, like I am and Michael, like yeah. if like we are, like this was a huge shift for us, and like we didn't love it at all times because we missed our old lives because yes. we got used to it. Yes, and we knew how to handle our yes. old lives. This was so unknown and unexpected. Now, month three and a half in of me, I am so. I mean, I am beyond connected to William to where like I can say like a noise. And he, I know exactly how he's going to react. Or I can, like, look at him, look a certain way, and know he's going to poop. You know, like, something, yes. like, we're so connected. But in the beginning, I was like, what do I do with you? Yes. And probably same with Michael, where Michael is, like, not necessarily needed as much. Like, the father is not, I mean, they're needed. But, no, but like, yeah. physically, they are not needed by the, the baby, baby as much. The baby is not depending on their body exactly. to keep alive. He probably didn't feel the same connection that I felt where now when he sees William smile or laugh or like can do something to make him, um, make them feel in sync with each other, then he feels connected. Life is just one giant adventure and sometimes you're going through the jungle and it's like there's like snakes everywhere and you don't know how you're going to get out of it and then other times you're like at this beautiful waterfall and it's amazing and I think we want to just always be at that waterfall but a lot of times it is those like scary snake moments where you haven't like figure it out like having a baby yeah. or getting married or opening business or whatever it is you and know, you forget or you don't see the waterfall moments because yes you're in them you're in a yes you have to you have to experience the snakes in order to experience feel the joy yeah. of the waterfall 100% because it could you could literally it could be as simple as just looking up but you're so engrossed in the priorities of trying to survive that you can't thrive but it always goes from survive to thrive and if you're thinking about what's next what's next what's next then you're not ever present in the joy of 
the current moment. Amen. I don't even know if we're even talking about the same thing, but like we're, no, ta- we we're are. making great points. We are talking about the exact same thing. Yesterday, something that Michael's been doing on his, um, like when he needs a little break from like, you know, his life, he goes outside to the outside of our house on the bricks and he takes a tennis racket and a tennis ball and he just hits the tennis ball on the, on the wall back and forth. And it's like his therapy time. Yeah. Well, yesterday I was feeling really frustrated with William because he would not stop crying and I did not know why. And I was like, why? Like, I'm gi- I'm giving you everything you need. Yep. Why are you crying? Yep. And so I was like, dad's outside playing tennis. And instead of feeling like bitter, like, ugh, Michael just gets to play tennis while I figure out this baby. I was like, I'm just going to bring William outside and play tennis with Michael. Yes, Catherine. And that is something that I didn't realize in the moment was so like pivotal but like then looking back I can see like instead of future casting on like how do I make sure that this baby is content and how do I make sure he has this and this and this I was just like I'm gonna do exactly what's being done right now and just play some tennis and then look into my like while we're hitting like look at my backyard and be like the leaves are really pretty you know like yes and I don't know it was a really like free moment for me to be like it does not matter if William sucks it up in the next 30 minutes. All that matters is that he's watching mom and dad play tennis. That's it. And, yeah. and what you're talking about right now is... It seems so like, confusing, no. but like it makes sense in my head. It is not confusing at all. These are really profound points that you're making. It's basically a paradigm shift. Same situation, different perception. Different perception, exactly. It. it could have been, and it was initially really shitty. Yep. And then it became just like... A cool moment yep. where we like made up a game about how many thing, how many times we could hit the wall without bouncing on the yes. ground. And we played. Like as we adults, played. we played. And we had fun. Just, and you just lived. And so much we want to live in the mind. But if we live in this world and like you were providing everything that William needed and he was still crying. And there's probably times when we're crying and God's like, I provided everything. Mm-hmm. Just look around. Mm. Like look around. What you are needing and wanting is right here and you chose to do that you chose to look around and you took your sweet baby outside with your awesome husband and you guys played that game and it was just you turned that moment around Mm -hmm. and William was happy and William was happy so there you go that's all it takes man every time you come on I don't even know what we talk about but it's always my favorite Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Like, we talk about waterfalls bla- and snakes. I just, and black, just black out. out. Yeah. And then you wake up and you're like, I don't even know, but I'm transformed. <laughs> and hopefully as you're listening to this, listeners, you feel transformed yeah. after this. Well, I think like to, you know, kind of put um, some clarity on it. For me, 2020 was the year that I was broken to my most naked point mm-hmm. I was basically Eve in the garden who had convinced Adam and myself to eat the apple and all I felt was shame, shame. and I wanted to hide and cover up mm-hmm. and I'd been exposed in certain ways that I put my identity on so strongly that I thought I could never recover from and looking back they were very simple simple silly things right but they felt so paramount for me because it was a spiritual lesson on the on the physical plane and that's when you know that you're being grown is when something that On the physical plane, if you were to look at it from the outside looking in, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. But from the inside, you literally feel parts of you crumbling because they are. Yeah. And then 2021 was taking that wisdom of picking myself up and realizing, well, why don't I love myself and how do I get there? And through just working on myself and loving myself through being honest about the parts that I still want to do better in, all of a sudden I'm sitting on the floor squeegeeing my mirrors and God just reminds me that I'm enough just as I am. Mm Mm-hmm. And through knowing that I don't have to prove myself to anybody, that I don't have to earn love, that I don't have to earn anything, that I can just be myself, I was like transformed with all this energy to all of a sudden just step into who God created me to be because there was no more pressure to it. It's like when you really want to, like when you're playing a sport and you really want to do a really good job because that one person's there, Mm -hmm. like maybe it's like someone that you like or maybe it's the coach at the college that you want to go to Yeah, and you mess it all up. You mess it up because you're putting so much pressure on yourself. And versus the times where you're just like free flowing and then you get to the end of the game and you're like, oh my gosh, that wasn't the best game I ever played. Like, And I had fun. And I had fun. Yeah. And that's what life is. Yeah. And so for 2022, I think it's like taking the 
vast difference of 2020 and 2021 and using that wisdom in 2022 to literally, like you were saying, live, play, mm-hmm. realize that God has provided everything I need. I just need to look around and find it. Yeah. I don't have to be that crying baby that is being supported by everything. Like God has provided me with every single tool I need in any given moment to make it a special moment. Yeah. And I know that next year, if we record an episode at the end of 2022, we're going to have pain points. Yes. But there's purpose in the pain. There's purpose in the pain. So that might be, that might be the line right there. There is purpose purpose in in the pain pain. and in the process. Yeah. Oh yeah. Purpose in the process. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can enjoy, I tell people like I used to, when I taught faith flow, I'd always say, um, like when you're at that moment where you're at the Red Sea and the, all of the warriors are behind you about to like, you feel like just end everything, mm-hmm, get mm-hmm. excited because something's going to happen and the water's got to part. It has to part. It has to part. Yeah. So. It's good, girl. Yeah. Likewise. I love you. I love you. Thank and you for having me. Of course. And listeners, if there is a topic that you want to hear for season four, which is a wild. Yay. Please email me at heartandsoulpodcast at gmail.com or just shoot me a DM. Um, and then I will post all of Macy's places to follow her in the show notes. Thank you. Um, do you have anything you want to promote right now about the studio or anything? Um, we, so as Catherine said, my husband and I own Emotion Studio, which is a yoga, Pilates, and bar studio, and then Emotion Fitness, which is a fitness facility. And we are about to expand. Yeah, you are. So we're really excited. We're opening a smoothie bar and um, the rooms are getting bigger and Troy's moving next door. So anyways, if you ever want to check us out, um, download our Emotion app, select Buddy Pass, and your first class will be on us. Yay! Yay. Yeah, do it. It's so peaceful there. Mm. And unconditional love. You will experience it when you walk in the door. (laughs) All right, listeners, thanks for listening. I will come, I will be talking to you next week solo for the final episode of 2021. So don't go anywhere. Um, But until then, love you, and I'll talk to you later. Bye!